0: Hi, and welcome back to the Elon Musk podcast, where we explore the fascinating world of technology and innovation brought to you by the man himself, Elon Musk. And in today's episode, we'll be delving into the intriguing case of Twitter and its pursuit of music licensing. With Musk at the helm, will the social media giant finally take the plunge, or will the costs involved prove too steep for even the billionaire entrepreneur to handle? As one of the last major players in the industry without music licensing deals in place, Twitter stands in stark contrast to its competitors Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all of which has secured agreements for music rights. Historically, Twitter has been reluctant to enter the music licensing arena, primarily due to the costs involved. However, many believe that when Musk took over the company, the much-awaited deals would finally materialize. Unfortunately, Negotiations have since stalled, leaving many wondering whether Twitter will ever be able to host commercially available audio content without the fear of legal repercussions. Now, in the fall of 2021, Twitter embarked on negotiations with the big three conglomerates, Universal, Sony, and Warner, and the excitement surrounding these talks was palpable. As music industry leaders were hopeful that Musk's involvement could be the driving force behind securing the deals, but now David Israelite, the CEO of the National Music Publishers Association, even reached out to Musk on Twitter, urging him to help broker the agreements. And for the music companies, a licensing deal with Twitter would not only provide an additional source of revenue, but also resolve longstanding issues of copyright infringement on the platform. However, the negotiations hit a snag with a takeover of Twitter by Musk, who purchased the company for $44 billion in October. And as Musk's team assessed the costs and benefits of incorporating music into the platform, the talks lost momentum. Now, the internal turmoil at Twitter following Musk's takeover further complicated matters. Several rounds of layoffs saw the departure of key individuals involved in the music's rights negotiations leaving the labels with few remaining contacts within the company. And as Musk's teams tightened the financial reins of Twitter, they slashed hundreds of millions of dollars in expenditures and implemented strict budgetary requirements, it became increasingly difficult to justify the tens of millions of dollars required to secure music rights. Now, Musk's personal lawyer, Alex Spiro, who has represented notable artists like Jay-Z, Megan Thee Stallion, and others played a role in the initial discussions. In tasked with overseeing Twitter's legal portfolio during the acquisition, Spiro held meetings to understand the status of the label negotiations and assess the costs involved. However, he left the company in December, further complicating the situation. So where does this leave Twitter in its quest for music licensing deals? It's difficult to say. And with the ongoing financial austerity measures at the company and the departure of key personnel, the prospect of Twitter striking an agreement with major labels seems increasingly unlikely. And in the meantime, the social media giant remains one of the last holdouts in an industry that has largely embraced music licensing, a position that becomes more tenuous as time goes by. Now, the saga of Twitter and music licensing aspirations, it's a captivating tale of innovation, ambition, and the challenges that could come from this. And Twitter's reluctance to secure music licensing deals has broader implications for the social media and music industries. And as the platform continues to host unlicensed audio content, questions arise about the long-term sustainability of such a business model and the potential for other platforms to follow suit. Moreover, the lack of licensing deals creates an environment where copyright infringement is prevalent, which may set a dangerous precedent for other platforms and content creators in the future. Now, The role of technology in music licensing is a broad one, and the case of Twitter highlights the critical role that technology plays in the modern music landscape and as social media platforms continue to evolve and incorporate new features the demand for seamless integration of music and audio content continues to grow now this has led to the development of innovative systems and solutions such as artificial intelligence driven music recognition and licensing services and systems which can potentially streamline the process of acquiring music rights and reduce the costs associated with securing licenses. And the challenges faced by Twitter in its pursuit of music licensing deals offer valuable lessons for other tech entrepreneurs. First, a company's internal structure and decision-making process can significantly impact its ability to innovate and adapt to new market demands. Second, Understanding the costs and the benefits of entering new markets, such as music licensing, is crucial for making informed decisions. Finally, striking a balance between financial prudence and investment in growth opportunities is essential for long-term success. Now, the Twitter music licensing saga underscores the complex relationship between art, technology, and business. And as social media platforms become increasingly intertwined with the music industry, new opportunities and challenges emerge for artists, tech companies, and music labels. Now, navigating this landscape requires a delicate balance between respecting the rights of creators and fostering an environment where innovation can thrive and survive. Now, as the story of Twitter and music licensing endeavors continues to unfold, it serves as a potent reminder of the dynamic nature of technology and and the music industry. And as Musk steers the company into uncharted territory, the future of music licensing on Twitter remains uncertain. However, one thing is for sure. The world will be watching and listening. And in summary, the tale of Twitter and its music licensing aspirations offers a fascinating glimpse into the world of innovation, ambition, and the challenges that accompany change. And as the social media platform grapples with the complexity of music licensing, other industry players, entrepreneurs, and content creators will undoubtedly be observing and learning from these experiences. Now, Elon Musk is at the helm now. Twitter's journey into the music licensing era is just beginning. Elon said he may want to bring back the six-second social media vine into the platform of Twitter. So if that's the case, people may use it like TikTok and license music for those videos. And that may be a stepping stone to get music licensing on the Twitter platform in the future. Now, the outcome may shape the future of the music and social media industries as a whole, and they may serve as a valuable case study for future companies and entrepreneurs navigating the ever-evolving digital landscape. But whatever the result, the world will undoubtedly be watching Twitter in the near future to see what happens with the technology platform and where it's headed. Now, thank you so much for listening to the show. I do appreciate you if you could take a second and check out our other channel. We have a space channel all about SpaceX called Space News Pod over on YouTube. If you could go over there, check that out, check out a couple of videos and hit the subscribe button over there. I'd greatly appreciate it Before we continue with our episode, we'll be taking a quick break. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Now attention Elon Musk fans, get your exclusive Elon merchandise now at starshipshirts.com. They've got everything from Tesla to SpaceX and even Twitter. And for our listeners, everything is currently only $16.99. That's right, exclusive designs at unbeatable prices. Don't miss out on this opportunity to show off your love for all things Elon Musk. Head over to StarshipShirts.com and grab your gear today. Thanks for sticking with us during our break. Now let's dive back into our discussion. Welcome back to the Elon Musk podcast, where we dive into the latest news and innovations from the world of Musk's groundbreaking ventures. We'll discuss the proposed 65-mile tunnel network that aims to connect key destinations, including casinos, retail zones, and the University of Nevada, while also exploring the challenges and potential impact of this revolutionary transport system on Sin City. So sit back, relax, and join us as we journey beneath the streets of Vegas to uncover the details of Elon Musk's vision for a citywide underground transport system. Now, the boring company is raising the stakes in Las Vegas by proposing a substantial extension of its underground transport system, aiming to construct 65 miles of tunnels beneath the city. The plans recently filed with Vegas showcase an extension network of tunnels connecting casinos, retail areas, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas campus, and even residential neighborhoods for the first time. And the ambitious transit system comprises 69 stations, 65 miles of tunnels, with an unspecified number of Tesla vehicles providing transportation through the tunnels. Now, if approved, a loop system and a station would be situated within a few blocks of almost any central Las Vegas location. The University of Nevada, Stadium, Harry Reid International Airport would all benefit from multiple stations, although none would directly serve the airport's passenger terminal. Now, this proposal also includes a tunnel running parallel to the Strip with only a few stations, potentially allowing for high-speed express routes between the city's north and south areas. A similar artery would connect east and west Vegas, and the project's success depends on overcoming significant financial and logistical challenges in the future. It's going to transform the loop from a small campus transport system to a self-sustaining citywide transit network. Now, this is gonna be a 15-minute city. Let me explain that a little bit. TBC's latest network map reveals an impressive system that would place a loop station within a few blocks of almost anywhere in central Las Vegas. The University of Nevada would be served by five stations, with the stadium home of the Raiders NFL team would receive additional links to the city's west. Now, Harry Reid Airport would be surrounded by several stations, though none would directly serve the passenger terminal. And a proposed tunnel would run parallel to the Strip with a few stations, potentially enabling a high-speed express route between the city's north and south areas. Another artery would connect east and west Las Vegas as well. Now, the first potential challenge is expanding the system from Clark County, where the Las Vegas Convention Center, the LVC, and many strip casinos are located north to the city of Las Vegas. The city has its own regulations and permitting process that TBC must navigate, and there are indications that this process might not be worth it. It might not be smooth either, and on March 8th, a city engineer rejected TBC's initial structure engineering review for the proposed tunnels. TBC's tunnel design would allow buildings to be safely constructed above the tunnels, but only up to six stories. The engineer stated this was not acceptable to the city, which has additional development plans for the area. The engineer also noted that TBC's designs mixed uh, imperial and metric units and referenced design standards and building codes from other countries building deeper or stronger tunnels to address Las Vegas's concerns would increase project costs overall. They have to fund this. They have to use money to do this. And TBC faces the challenge of funding the loop system without any public funds from construction or operation. And this is a rarity in public transportation as most systems in the United States and around the world rely on some sort of public support. Instead, the loop system will pay a small fraction of its passenger revenues to the city and Clark County as rideship increases. Now, TBC raised $675 million in a Series C round last year, so they have some funding. Now, we don't really know what the leadership of this rideshare system is going to be doing, but the ridership figures are also unclear. The ridership figures for the loop system have been ambiguous at best. And in June, Las Vegas City Councilwoman Olivia Diaz reported that the loop system at the Las Vegas Convention Center had seen over 700,000 riders since it opened a year earlier. However, data extracted by TechCrunch from detailed ridership reports indicates that the system had transported just under 500,000 passengers between its opening and mid-July of 2022. Now, last week, the Boring Company announced that it had transported its one millionth passenger. The LVCC would not confirm that figure, and TBC did not respond to a request for comment at this point. Now, only a small portion of those riders between the Resorts World Casino and the LVC were cash rides with passengers paying a $1.50 trip. And the majority of rides on the LVC campus were funded by payments the LVC made to TBC, which included a fixed monthly payment and variable fees depending on the number of vehicles TBC operated. Figures for 2021 obtained through a public record request showed that the price per passenger trip at the convention center varied considerably depending on how busy LVCC was. In November of 2021, during the popular SEMA car show, the average payment per passenger was only $2.67 dollars 67 In September, a quieter month, the average cost for a 0.8-mile trip was about $23.72. Now, when fully operational, TBC says the loop could serve up to 57,000 passengers an hour, with sample rate fares and rates between $6 and $12 per trip. However, the franchise agreements with Clark County and the Las Vegas Give TBC rain to set whatever fares it decides. Now, there's environmental concerns about this practice as well. And TBC is now based on the outskirts of Austin, where the company has built a factory to develop new boring machines and constructing test tunnels. Last year, it requested permission to discharge up to 142,500 gallons of treated wastewater directly into the Colorado River. Local residents didn't like that. They objected, filing nearly 200 protests ahead of public meeting, and one resident urged against letting, quote, a public resource become a private dumping ground so that a global elite can add to his profit margin. Now, TBC has reportedly already been served notice of two wastewater violations. Now, whatever technology is being developed in Austin likely does not involve self-driving vehicles, and the new planning documents make no mention of the autonomous vehicles that Musk initially promoted for the loop system there. The human drivers of the loops, Tesla Model X and Y vehicles, are critical to the safety and evacuation plans that Clark County approved for the initial LVC loop system. And the responsibilities include assisting passengers along roadways into the egress shafts in case of emergencies underground. While this will inevitably increase costs for TBC, it may reassure passengers concerned about ongoing investigations into Tesla's autopilot technologies, as well as giving drivers time to inform riders about their their leader, Elon Musk. Now, there's some challenges, but they can be overcome. Now, to bring this proposed expansion to life... TBC needs to address Las Vegas' concerns about tunnel construction, secure funding without public assistance, and navigate the city's regulations and permitting process. The ambitious project seeks to make central Las Vegas a 15-minute city, with loop stations conveniently located near key destinations in the city. Now, despite the hurdles, the potential benefits of a citywide network – are huge. And as the company continues to refine its technology and plans, the expansion could prove to be game changer for Vegas and for transportation infrastructure across the whole United States. So there's crucial questions that aren't unanswered yet. And will TBC be able to secure the necessary permits and approvals to do this? And how will they fund the project? Will they be able to handle the predicted ridership numbers while being safe and efficient, that's yet to be seen, but there's an ambitious timeline of completing construction by February of 2024. So about a year from now. Now, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been joining up on our Patreon, patreon.com stage zero. Thank you so much. Your continued support helps us keep growing this channel and keep growing this podcast. So I do appreciate you. Also check out our space YouTube channel, youtube.com slash space news pod if you're into space spacex and all things outer space and thank you so much just for listening today i'm happy that you're here so if you could if you like this episode if you like more elon musk news please hit the subscribe button hi and welcome back to the elon musk podcast where we'll be exploring the groundbreaking 48 volt Electrical Architecture of the Highly Anticipated Tesla Cybertruck. This revolutionary technology is set to transform the automotive landscape, offering improved efficiency, handling, and production proficiency. Join us as we discuss how Tesla's unique approach to vertical integration, manufacturing expertise, and organizational structure has allowed for a seamless transition to this pioneering technology. We'll also touch on the exclusive secret accessories team working behind the scenes to create bespoke products for the 48 volt system now ever since its introduction in 2019 the tesla Cybertruck truck has consistently drawn attention within the automotive sphere its distinctive cold rolled stainless steel exoskeleton and cutting edge production techniques have fueled ongoing interest despite numerous postponements for its release Now, fans of the vehicle are constantly on the hunt for the newest updates, and the recent Investor Day presentations have sustained a long-rumored innovation. The Cybertruck's 48-volt electric structure. Now, while the 48-volt structure and the systems have seen partial implementation in mild hybrid vehicles, particularly for high-demand components The Cybertruck is making a significant advancement by substituting the conventional 12-volt system. Now, traditional 12-volt systems necessitate a larger, heavier wiring and components to accommodate high electrical demands. Conversely, the 48-volt system manages high demands more efficiently, diminishing the size and weight of wiring, and ultimately enhancing vehicle performance, handling, and production proficiency. Now, established car makers have been hesitant to fully embrace 48-volt technology, primarily due to their dependence on third-party suppliers who may find it challenging to quickly adapt to new system voltage. In a recent Auto Line Daily interview, Sandy would emphasized that although everyone has been discussing this for 30 years, Tesla's the first to bring it to market to fruition. And Corey Steuben President of Monroe and Associates argues that manufacturers and suppliers will inevitably have to transition to 48 volts. Either the customer will pay or the car maker will accept the profit loss of not adopting 48 volts. And as more automakers acknowledge the advantages of a 48 volt system, they'll likely feel pressure to invest in the required technology and infrastructure to facilitate the switch, or else risk losing market share and also profitability. Tesla's vertical integration, manufacturing prowess, and organizational framework have endowed the electric car maker with unparalleled flexibility to design and fabricate their own highly integrated components internally. This allows for a rapid shift to the 48-volt system, granting Tesla a unique advantage in the marketplace. And incorporating the 48-volt system in the Cybertruck yields multiple benefits – such as more efficient power distribution and management of higher electrical demands with smaller cables. Now this leads to reduced overall weight and increased efficiency gains. Additionally, Tesla's choice to employ a 48-volt system offers a noteworthy advantage in terms of accessories and additional features for the Cybertruck. Now according to Matthew Donigan Ryan a TSLA Retail investor who conversed with Tesla executives at a recent investor day at the company's Austin base said Tesla has a secret accessories team dedicated to creating products explicitly for the 48-volt architecture, like lighting, winches, and air compressors. And these products are engineered to seamlessly integrate with the Cybertruck systems, providing customers with an extensive range of high-quality accessories tailored to the vehicle's abilities. And with this strategy, Tesla not only aspires to deliver a superior product to its clientele, but also generates new revenue sources and fortifies its brand image as an innovator and a design leader. Now, Cybertruck fans site CybertruckOwnersClub.com members have eagerly speculated about this development, hoping the Secret Accessories team will take some of their ideas into consideration. Though the 48-volt system offers benefits in terms of efficiency and weight reduction... It also induces new obstacles concerning complexity and safety. Now, These challenges might encompass the necessity for novel safety features to guard against electrical shock, and the hesitance and reluctance of legacy manufacturers to fully adopt 48-volt systems for consumer-accessible parts of the vehicle are likely due to these potential challenges. And the adoption of 48-volt electrical infrastructure in the Cybertruck symbolizes major advancement in the automotive industry, aligning with Tesla's mission to expedite the global shift towards sustainable energy and transportation. And by developing and producing their own components internally, Tesla can smoothly transition to this pioneering technology, securing a distinct edge in the market. The 48-volt electrical infrastructure introduces new challenges in reducing complexity and enhancing safety, However, Tesla's implementation of this technology in the Cybertruck significantly has progressive and crucial motives for the automotive sector. And with their vertical integration, their expertise, Tesla's going to produce rapid iteration and rapid transformation and transition to this 48-volt system. Now, they're going to reduce the weight of their vehicles. They're going to increase the efficiency of their vehicles, And eventually, the 48-volt system will be in every single Tesla vehicle in the future. And the secret associates team, they're dedicated to making these new products. This approach not only offers a superior product to customers, but also generates brand new revenue sources and reinforces Tesla's brand image as a leader in innovation and design. So what we're asking the community here is what do you think is going to be the first accessory for the Cybertruck? Is it going to be a winch? Is it going to be an air compressor? Is it going to be something else? We aren't 100% sure right now, but what we do know is that those things are rumored and there's a possibility that we could get one on launch day on the Tesla.com website. And as traditional automakers grapple with adapting to these new techniques, and 48-volt systems, this vertical integration from Tesla is seen as the most important factor when they're manufacturing their vehicles. Their organizational structure is seamless and they will continue to be a thought leader and a product developer that's not seen anyplace else for a very long time. And they continue to invest in the research and development And they're well positioned to maintain the lead for a very long time in the EV space. So they're gonna be playing a pivotal role in the world shift towards a sustainable energy future in the next 10, 15, 20, 50 years to come. Welcome back. We're going to be discussing a recent report suggesting that a subsidiary of Saudi Arabia's investment fund and an Abu Dhabi investment firm are planning to participate in a multi-billion dollar funding round for SpaceX, Elon Musk's private space company. Now, with SpaceX's valuation potentially reaching $140 billion, this would make it one of the largest privately owned companies in the world by valuation. Now, join us as we unpack the implications of this investment and what it means for the future of SpaceX and the private space industry as a whole. We'll take a closer look at the company's recent achievements from the milestones of the Falcon 9, Starship, and possible Mars colonization in the future. And we're going to talk about the growing interest in the private space industry from the Middle East and the potential ethical considerations of accepting investments from these sources. Now, According to recent reports, a subsidiary of Saudi Arabia's investment funds deal and an Abu Dhabi investment firm, Alpha Dhabi, are said to be participating in a multi-billion dollar funding round for SpaceX, Elon Musk's private space exploration company. Now, these reports come from sources familiar with the matter so they can be trusted. Now, upon completion of the funding run, SpaceX's valuation is expected to reach approximately $140 billion, making it one of the largest privately owned companies in the world. Now, the information cited two individuals reportedly familiar with the situation, and they stated that Saudi Arabia's water and electricity holding company in the United Arab Emirates, Al-Fadabi, are involved in the funding round. Morgan Stanley, is said to be organizing the investment effort on SpaceX's part. Now, the reported investment by the Saudi fund in SpaceX is particularly intriguing due to the previous apparent conflict between Elon Musk and the head of the public investment fund during Tesla's funding secured debacle. Text messages between Elon and Saudi PIF head Yasir revealed that Tesla CEO was unhappy with how the fund was managing its media statements at the time. Now, as of this time, SpaceX, Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, and al Dhabi have not issued any responses to our inquiries for this transaction. And SpaceX recently achieved several significant milestones on their own, with more promising developments expected throughout the year. Last month, Elon Musk announced that the company's largest and most ambitious rocket today, the world's most powerful rocket, Starship, would attempt its orbital launch soon. And Starship has the potential to revolutionize spaceflight due to its size and its reusability. And now in late February, SpaceX's reliable workhorse, the Falcon 9, successfully completed its 100th consecutive landing. Now, this achievement demonstrates that SpaceX's landing reliability is now on par with the launch reliability of some of the most dependable rockets in the industry. Now, the lack of competition among other space companies further underscores SpaceX's leadership position in the launch business. Now, SpaceX's Starlink satellite internet business is also expanding, surpassing 1 million active subscribers worldwide in late December of 2022. Now, since then, Starlink has extended its service to other countries, likely resulting in a significant increase in the number of subscribers. Now, in addition to these achievements, SpaceX has been making progress with its Crew Dragon spacecraft, which has successfully transported astronauts to the International Space Station, the ISS, multiple times. And these missions have marked the return of human spaceflight capabilities to the United States at the retirement of the Space Shuttle program in 2011. Now, as NASA continue, continues to rely on SpaceX for crewed missions to the ISS, The company's importance in the realm of human space exploration continues to grow. SpaceX's large ambition, Mars colonization. They have plans for this and they'll also contribute to the company's appeal for investors. Elon Musk has consistently expressed his vision of establishing a human settlement on the red planet. And SpaceX's Starship rocket is expected to play a crucial role in achieving that goal. Musk has even set an optimistic target for the first crewed Mars mission somewhere in the mid-2020s, further highlighting the company's ambitious plans for space exploration. Now, that's soon to be figured out, and that is if SpaceX's Starship can get to orbit for the Artemis 3 mission. We'll find that out in a couple months if they actually get to orbit. So that's a crucial role in SpaceX's Starship program. Now, the potential influx of funds from Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi's investment firms would provide SpaceX with additional resources. The potential of funds from Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi's investment firms could provide SpaceX with additional resources to pursue its ambitious projects. The participation of these investments could also signify growing interest in the private space industry from the Middle East. However, the involvement of the Saudi fund in SpaceX's funding round might also raise concerns, as Saudi Arabia has been criticized for its human rights records and its role in the ongoing conflict in Yemen. Now, this could lead to questions about the ethical implications of accepting investments from such sources. Now, while the investments from Badil and Alpha Dhabi have been not quite confirmed yet. The possibility of a multi-billion dollar funding round for SpaceX suggests the company's growth and achievements are garnering increased attention from investors worldwide. And as SpaceX continues to push the boundaries of space exploration and tech, the company's valuation and influence in the industry are expected to keep soaring. And there may be and there may be some evidence that they're going to do this cash infusion for the Starship program. If you're not familiar, the SpaceX Starship, which is currently under development in SpaceX's Starbase Boca Chica, Texas, a completely reusable, super heavy lift launch vehicle that aims to revolutionize space travel. It's about 390 feet tall. and is designed to be the tallest and most powerful launch vehicle in history. And it boasts a unique capability of being totally reusable. The top and the bottom, every piece of it is reusable and comprising the first stage booster and the Starship second stage, the launch vehicle is engineers for versatility. The second stage doubles as an independent spacecraft capable of carrying crew or cargo once in orbit and both stages rely on Raptor engines fueled by liquid oxygen and liquid methane propellants and they utilize an extremely efficient full flow stage combustion power cycle. Now to maximize reusability, both rocket stages are designed to land vertically at the launch pad and Starship's fully reusable configuration, boasts the payload capability of 30 or 330,000 pounds to low earth orbit, plus more if you're going outside of orbit. Now with multiple flights in vision to distribute the spacecraft's costs, it's going to go way down in the cost per kilogram for a space flight. Now, the spacecraft is also designed for orbital refueling before embarking on missions requiring a higher Delta V, such as trips to the moon and to the red planet of Mars. Now, potential applications for Starship include crewed and cargo missions, and they construct Starlink internet constellations, possibly with the future of Starship. The possibility that this money that's coming into SpaceX is strategically placed to go towards SpaceX's Starship... To build out the Starlink internet constellation and IPO the internet constellation and therefore get a return on the money that they invest. They could get tens, maybe hundreds of billions of dollars over the lifetime of their investment. Now, just recently, Tesla is making headlines as it has received another of the world's largest casting presses at Gigafactory, Texas with both machines expected to play a pivotal role in cyber truck production. Last year, Idra, Tesla's large casting press manufacturer, unveiled a new 9,000-ton gigapress, which now holds the world title as the largest. Now, given Tesla's close relationship with Idra, it was widely speculated that this new machine would be destined for the electric vehicle pioneer. Now, Tesla CEO Elon Musk has since confirmed that the Gigapress will indeed be utilized for the production of the Cybertruck body at Gigafactory in Texas. This development comes after the company's successful integration of large casting technology into the Model Y production process, prompting other automakers to explore similar technologies. Now, Tesla's investment in larger cast parts has proven to be a game changer for the automaker. For the Model Y, Tesla employed a single rear body piece to replace 70 distinct components in the vehicle. Additionally, the company adopted the same approach for the front underbody. This innovation move has amplified and simplified the manufacturing process and reduced costs around the board. Tesla's successful implementation of large casting technology has captured the attention of numerous other automakers as well. Now, according to Idra, at least half a dozen companies are currently in discussions to adopt that technology. However, integrating this technology into vehicle programs may take years for these manufacturers, and they'll be playing catch up to Tesla, who's been doing this already. Now, Tesla continues to push the boundaries of large casting tech. The company is gearing up to integrate this innovation into the Cybertruck which is set to feature even larger single casting parts. In January, Tesla received the first massive 9,000 ton casting press, the largest of its kind in the world. And since then, Idra has been hinting at the shipment of another 9 ton press with Tesla once again rumored to be the recipient. Now, recent confirmation is verified that the new press is indeed headed for Tesla and it's arrived in Texas Cybertruck forum user Greg Truck discovered a bill of lading that confirms Tesla as the client in the press's arrival at the part in Houston. Now, the second Giga Press is destined for installation at Giga Factory, Texas, in Austin. With both of the world's largest casting presses in its possession, Tesla is well positioned to revolutionize its Cybertruck technology and production and move it along fast. The automaker also operates several 6,000 ton gigapress units for Model Y production at the same facility. Now, Tesla plans to initiate Cybertruck production this summer with volume production slated for 2024. However, it remains uncertain whether both 9,000 ton gigapress units will be required for the commencement of production or if the second unit is intended to facilitate higher production volumes in the future. Now, as Tesla takes delivery of another record-breaking 9,000-ton gigapress, it reinforces the company's commitment to large casting technology and its potential to transform vehicle manufacturing. With two of the world's largest casting presses, Tesla is poised to bring its revolutionary Cybertruck to market, further solidifying the company's position as a leader in electric vehicle innovation, as other automakers follow suit. The adoption of large casting tech will likely continue to shape the future of the auto industry in the future. Continuing from our discussion on Tesla's Cybertruck production, let's now turn our attention to the latest developments in the used vehicle market, specifically concerning the Tesla Model 3. Emerging data reveals that the Model 3 is leading the ongoing decline in used vehicle prices, particularly within the used EV segment. The used car market has experienced dramatic changes over the past 12 months. At one point, vehicle prices soared mainly due to the limited production of new vehicles. However, as new vehicle inventories for many leading brands have now substantially recovered, the used market has begun to react, causing a collapse in prices. And according to pricing data released by IC Cars, The Tesla Model 3 has been on the forefront of this price collapse over the past six months. IC cars discovered that used vehicles have seen their prices shrink by 4.7% over the past six months and contract by 8.7% over the past 12 months. Leading this trend is the Tesla Model 3, which has experienced an average used price drop of 21.5% over the past six months, the fastest of any model for any automaker in the industry. And over the past 12 months, the Model 3 ranked as the fourth most rapidly depreciating vehicle with prices declining by 19.3%. Interestingly, the average used Model 3 sold for $41,337 in February. And despite the swift price drop, this figure remains higher than the cost of a new base model, Model 3. Now, in comparison, the entry-level Tesla was one of the four vehicles that saw their prices drop by more than 13%, joining the ranks of the Nissan Armada, Infiniti QX80, and the Land Rover Discovery. Not all vehicle segments experienced an equal decline in prices. In fact, some have continued to appreciate even as new inventory has returned. The Mercedes S-Class was the fastest appreciating model over the past six months, with its average used price increase by 11.8%. And the Mercedes GLS and Porsche 911 followed closely, growing by 11.2% and 10.9% respectively. Overall, vehicles from premium German automakers were the most likely to see prices rise over the past six months. Now, in contrast, the used vehicle segment has followed the Tesla Model 3's lead, with prices contracting by 13.9% since September. The average used EV now sells for $46,353 US, prompting many to expect prices to continue falling, especially given that this figure is significantly higher than the listing price of a new base Model 3. Now, the implications of these trends for Tesla, the leading American EV brand, run clear. On one hand, Rapidly decreasing prices mean that more people can afford a Tesla, even if it's used. And on the other hand, some buyers might be deterred from purchasing a new Tesla Model 3 due to the rapid depreciation they now face. Now, one thing's certain, the overall decline in new EV prices has led to used EVs becoming more affordable by the day. It seems increasingly likely that a used Model 3 could become a dominant force within the used car market. In the meantime, we can only hope that this trend continues to incentivize car buyers to consider electric options with renewed interest. And the Model 3 is playing a pivotal role in driving down prices in the used EV market, making electric vehicles more accessible to a broader audience. This development could help establish the Model 3 as a significant player in the used car world. Thank you for tuning into the Elon Musk podcast brought to you by stage zero productions and hosted by me, Will Walden. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and gained some valuable insights. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And for exclusive ad-free content, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash stage zero. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.